Hello and welcome to the Pursuit for Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Cabana. We have a special conversation today on the heels of some great engagement regarding a recent post on mindfulness training. If this is your first time listening, well, you chose a good time. Pursuit for Purpose brings the world's most passionate athletes and coaches together to share our goals and, and aspirations. By helping provide the teachings and the principles of the greatest minds before us and the greatest minds with us, the people around us will receive the foundations to build the rest of their lives and become champions of character. This week, we're joined once again by one of the Pursuit for Purpose fan favorite guests, Alan Jager. As many of you know, Alan is the founder of Jager Sports, one of the most well-known baseball arm health, arm conditioning, and mental training organizations there is. If you play baseball and you've not heard of J-Bands, well, you probably need to surround yourself with people who know baseball a little bit better. Alan is taking his time today to share a spark of inspiration that came from a recent positive reception of a social media post regarding mindfulness training. So with this conversation, Alan is going to take us through an introduction to mindfulness training for those that want to bring it to their program. In this conversation, we'll share a guide to beginning this training, some explanation behind the guide, and then we'll let Alan take us through a guided mindfulness session to feel it in action. Please welcome us in joining Alan Jager. Alan, thanks for being here, man. Kirk, man, it's a treat to be on. It's an, actually, it's an honor to be on. And, um, you know, I just love everything you're doing in the baseball community, not only through pursuit for purpose, but also just, uh, you know, your, your constant presence on, on social media with your, um, you know, with your videos and your Monday mindsets and, and, and also your, your, you know, I, I don't know, commitment's too strong. Yeah. It's your, it's your commitment, your passion. I'll use that word. It's your passion to share this part of the game and make this just part of the curriculum, um, the mental part. And so uh, I'm excited to do this because I feel like, as you said, the, the feedback from your, your, your first post of your, your new program and your mindfulness training um, it just generates so much interest. And this is something that Sheets and I did with Stick and Ball, where we really kind of broke down the script of implementing a mental practice into your daily practice plan. And, and you know, I know we'll get into that later and talk about that as well. But I just thought it'd be really cool um, to go over the script again, but maybe do it in even a, a simpler, more condensed form. Um, and then do the, you know, take you through the meditation so people can actually see that what we're talking about, you know, we're implementing. And what's cool is, is we'll have a script, which is very simple, but they'll have a script that they can get and, and follow along. And so anyway, I, that was a long way of saying thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited, <laughs> I'm excited to do this with you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if I'll ever get good at receiving compliments. So just thank you. Uh, th thank you for, you know, um, you know, what, what you've helped, helped bring out in me. Uh, and I don't, I don't think you and Sheets both understand that, you know, I see you guys as, as walking giants in the baseball community and, and for you guys to, you know, reach out a hand and, and help me up, you know, not a hand out, um, you know, just was, was something that has, has always meant a, a lot to me. And uh, you guys have just inspired me to, to live in my, my truth and to, to walk in my light and, you know, if it, if, if you guys can do it and, and show the way and, you know, then, then that means other people are capable of doing it as well too. And, and why not me? And, um, and so I, I'm excited for this opportunity to, you know, to continue growing. And this is just something that that's met it 
right there. And, you know, in our conversations, we've talked about it and, you know, it, it, there's fears attached to it. And I just love that, you know, you shared with, with myself that these kids are starving, they're ready for it and they want it. And the reception that has just been taken in by, by the young men that are in this program just is blowing my mind. You know, I talk about my favorite parts of practice to them or this and that and the fun we're having. And they just keep coming back to, well, my favorite part's the, the beginning of practice when we lay down and we do this and just hearing all their different experiences, how much they're sharing new things that they've never done before and doing it with an open mind. And, uh, and, and I just love it. And I, and I just think that it is a reflection of, you know, their willingness to continually learn and, uh, and, and be introduced to things that can give them even the smallest of separation and, and a competitive advantage, not just in sports, but in, in life. Well, it's cool, man. And you, you're just passing on, you know, we're, that's all we're doing, right? We're all, it's, it's just, it's one big collaboration. It's one big team and we're all sharing. And just like people before me shared with me and we're sharing with you and you're sharing. And that's the, it really is the beauty of, um, life you know that we're we're all on the same team and we're all just trying to help each other out so the fact that you've developed this passion for this part of the game and really life of course and you're doing it with the players and you're laying them down and you're seeing the and you're getting the feedback and it's inspiring like that's part of why I, I love talking about this is because I, re I remember the first time I laid down a group of guys uh, when I was a pitching coach at a LA Mission Junior College here in LA. It was 1990, 32 years ago. It's hard to imagine. Okay. But, you know, the thought of just laying them down on the grass before practice. Um, and, and you know what happens? And that's why, again, I'm just pumped about doing this is the kids at first, you know, maybe there's some fear, worry, how they're going to react. Um, but I found this out early on, which is why I always share this with, with people. And I share this with you that these kids are starving, especially now with what's going on in the world over the last number of years with COVID and, and really the technology and, you know, the social media. And so um, the kids come out of these sessions and they're, they've changed. You can see it, you can feel it. It's, it's, it's visceral. And, um, and you just know that you're helping them on their path, really have a chance to change fundamentally things going on in their life for mental health, mental well-being, um, you know, things that are going to help them uh, on the field, but most importantly, off the field, you know, and maybe at first it starts with them feeling like they're going to get some benefits on the field, but it doesn't take really more than one practice session before they realize this, this is about life. Um, so, so I'm pumped, man, and uh, I'm ready to roll and start talking about how to, how to implement this into your program if you're a coach, and obviously if you're a player or a parent or anybody exactly. that wants to implement mental practice into their life. Awesome. And uh, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be walking through a, a five-step uh, guide for ourselves. And this guide will be available in the show notes as well too. So you'll be able to copy paste, put in whatever word document that you need. Um, and remember, this is a guide, you know, this, this is, you know, feel it. And, and coaches, you don't got to be perfect at this. It's, it's just more about doing it and more about experiencing it and, and giving them their, their opportunity to 
to experience it and giving you your opportunity, just the same that we ask them to get better and better at anything to practice and get better and more comfortable with what brings the most of you out of the experience that you're doing. So the same way that we tell the, the young men as they're doing it, there's no right or wrong way to do this. Just the action itself is, is step one. It'll go a long way. And it's just a part of the daily practice. And the more that we can commit to it, it's going to go a long way. So, um, you know, with that being said, Alan, tell us about what it means to be getting into the right frame of mind. Okay, let's start. Before we forget, too, we have to remember young men and young, young women. men, young men, yeah, and women, uh, and young women, <laughs> of course, and everybody. It's really everybody. Um, yeah, step one is getting in the right frame of mind. Um, again, I'm going to try to keep my answers relatively condensed, even though I could really talk for a good <laughs> 30 minutes on each of these topics. But getting the right frame of mind, we have to remember the kids have come from school or they've come from um, something on their cell phone and um, you know potentially they may be distracted or something happened last night. And the main idea of getting in the right frame of mind is before we kind of really start the practice session, even though it really it has started, is we want to get them present. And, and a couple of things that I, I like to use as analogies is, you know, one of them I like to talk about sort of like, hey, we're here at the field or we're at the clubhouse, you know, so we're kind of in this new space. So anything that exists outside of this space, you know, just we'll let it kind of be. And you can kind of open that door when we come back out. But the whole idea is to get here now, of course. And, you know, people say, you know, there's very common cool things out there like be where your feet are. So I think people kind of grasp this and kids grasp it. But the main idea is just to kind of make a statement and say, hey, we're here now. And it doesn't mean there aren't things going on in life that we don't need to deal with at some point. But if we're going to be here, we're going to be here. And that's sort of like a real basic opening to getting them in the right frame of mind. Um, and, I'll, and I will say one last thing and then we can get to the second part or, or obviously if you have any you know, feedback, which is um, I also like the idea that sort of like everybody associates like stretching before you go out and throw or pregame infield outfield before the game. So I also look at this kind of getting in the right frame of mind. It's sort of like the prep to set up the exercise so the exercise can be optimized and to kind of establish that presence before. So that way you almost give them permission is what I've used in the past. You give them permission to say, oh, I can let go of the other stuff that's gone on outside of the practice today or the game. And, and I'll, I can get to it. But this is really about now dedicating myself to this next 10 or 15 minute exercise. And then you can, when you come out of the exercise, hopefully you're starting that new wave of being present and being present and being present. So that, that what I'd say in a nutshell is, getting them in the right frame of mind by getting them present here and now. That's a great explanation with uh, talking about the idea of stretching before, you know, the exercise itself, you're, you're stretching and giving permission. That that's, that's a, a that's, that's profound right there. How you. You, had, you had said it a little bit, um, you know, in there, but now tell us about what it means that once we get them into that right frame of mind, what does it mean? Letting go. So now that we're here and the exercise is starting, um, the idea is that this idea of letting go is sort of um, synonymous to me with relaxing. I know at first people may say, well, I guess it doesn't make sense, but 
they may say at first, well, letting go, relaxing. But yes, the idea of letting go is that you're basically saying that I'm taking the effort out. You know, we know the old saying about over effort, over trying, you know, trying too hard. And and so I think we go through life, as you know, where we're, we're kind of, you know, we're not, I'm not trying to make this a bad thing, but I'm just saying, you know, like we're, we're in control. We're constantly doing this. We're constantly doing that. So there's a, there's a lot going on and, you know, that could be taxing, of course. And the idea is like your best game, ironically, you know, your best game is when you let go and just trust the process and trust your instincts. So this next step leading into the, 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 the mental training exercise is this idea of like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna take a load off. I'm just gonna chill out. I'm gonna let go, I'm gonna relax. And so the metaphor, there's again, there's a few different metaphors that will be in, in the script, but the, the main one that I just love is I love this idea of, of allowing that which supports you to do the work, because that's a way of taking the effort out. So as an example, we're both sitting in chairs and we'll do this in a second. And if I said to you, hey, just imagine anything physical that's holding you in place right now. That could be the ground with your feet. That could be part of your legs and your, your glutes with the chair. It could be part of your lower back and your shoulders. But something is physically supporting you and holding you in place and, and doing the work for you. So it's a great metaphor for allowing someone to get the feeling of like, oh, it's doing the work so I can let go like a puppet on strings and I can let that which is supporting me do the work. And I'll give you one other metaphor, and then we can get on to the next section. The, a raft, laying in a raft. I used to do this as a kid growing up in my parents' backyard. I would just lay on a raft. I didn't even know what I was doing, but evidently I liked it a lot because it was very relaxing. And I'd lay on a raft, and I would let the breeze just sort of gently move me around the pool. And maybe after a few minutes, I'd open my eyes and try to figure out where I was. Um, because I knew that this little breeze was, was moving me. But the point is, is that between the raft supporting me, my arms and legs were dangling in the water. I could feel that. There was this feeling of like, wow, like I'm not trying to do anything. I'm, I'm actually letting go. And we'll get into this later, but these are all kind of skills you're building. The, the, the skill of learning how to let go is pretty powerful for life and, and, mm -hmm. and sports. So so again, this idea of the raft is guiding you. The raft is holding you in place. The raft is doing the work like the chair or if you're laying down on the ground or, or a couch. So that idea of letting go is a very, very powerful kind of next step into this practice. So we've kind of got present. Now we want them to let go. So now we can go to the next section. Okay, and you just said it. You, you got them here. They've let go. And now they start observing their breath. What's that mean? So by letting go, I did miss one piece, which is be, because we're aware of what's supporting us, whether it's the chair or the bed or the ground, we're now in the body. And so this goes back also to the first piece, which I love, um, which is sort of getting present. When you tell somebody to get into their body, which is what they're doing when they're noticing what parts of their body is being supported by something physical, you're getting them into the present because the body is always in the present. You know, the mind may think about the past and the future. 
but the body's in the present. So we're getting them in the present through that, that part of this. They're letting go, right? Because they're letting something else support them. And then the next step now is we, we get them to the breath, which is also in the body, of course. The breath, by the way, is always happening now, forever. So that's a great metaphor for like, I'm going into my body and I'm continuing this sort of presence train. <laughs> But now the breath is also known for countless benefits, right? Whether it's oxygenating the body, oxygenating the, the, the brain, cleansing out the body. Um, so in a way, the breath is like the next step because it's continuing on this presence and this getting in the body. But now the breath is also can also be so relaxing. And so that's step three. And then in step three with the breath, um, I know there's a few different, uh, unfortunately, I could talk about the breath for like <laughs> four hours, but I would just say that there's a few different variations here that will be in the script. Um, one of them is sort of a very straightforward counting of your breath where you would just sort of inhale one and exhale two and maybe count to 20 and then back to, to one. So that could be the first sort of step of the practice of getting into the breath and having like a technique, um, which can really help keep the mind focused in case there are distractions or the mind doesn't want to drift. Another one I like, and, and again, I'll pick one of these with you. I might do a little bit of both, but the other one I love is just sort of, instead of counting the breath, just observing the breath. You know, the breath keeps us alive 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 <laughs> days a year. So if nothing else, if you don't know anything else, anything else about your breath, we know it's pretty important <laughs> and pretty valuable. So I like this idea of being curious about your breathing. Um, observe your breathing. It's like being a great private investigator. Is my breath fluid? Is it is it a bit choppy? Is it up in the lungs area? Or is it, am I getting it down the diaphragm? You don't really have to do anything yet. The beauty of this part of the exercise is you're just observing and you're being curious. So what can really happen from that is you can start to really feel a sense of, of, of deeper relaxation because the breath can be very, very calming, especially if you just keep paying attention to it. And what you could, what will tend to happen by paying attention to it, hopefully, I should say, ideally, what will happen is the breath will start to calm. It will start to get longer. It will start to get more fluid. And there's something that's hard to describe in, in, in physical terms, but there's like a sixth sense, you know, it's maybe it's a bit mystical, but there's something about the breath that is just like right, nurturing, supportive, deep and uh, connecting. And so if nothing else, this idea of hanging out with the breath, um, whether you observe it, whether you're curious about it, whether you investigate it, um, in any case, there's just some really cool stuff happening there. And also it's just part of this practice of staying present, staying with your breath. Um, and so anyway, that sort of covers like the third step of, of getting to the breath, yeah. And so you, you observe your breath, you get into there, you're, you're feeling that rhythm, your body started to calm, and now you relax, relaxation. What do you do with relaxation here now? So as you can see, we're sort of building this relaxation already. Right. We're, just, we're just using some techniques to help it along. 
But at some point, as much as we're the, the focusing and the concentration, you could say is helping us get to where we want to be. From my experience and from what I teach and from and from what I really believe in, ultimately we want we want to go into what's called open focus. Um, so we actually want to get out of the concentration. And this is sort of again like letting go. We we want to feel more expansion and more space. As an example, you can say when you're concentrating on something, it can be very helpful to keep you in the moment. But at some point, as you know, you let go of the concentration. For instance, a hitter. The hitter's in the box. And on one level, we can say, well, you want to be very concentrated in the box. But we all know that at some point, we go from that hard focus to the soft focus. And to me, that's a metaphor of life. It's a metaphor of really any, any activity in sport. We want to go from like maybe concentrating, so to speak, to really letting go of the, the hardcore concentration and now being more into just what's called open focus, what's really called spaciousness. And so relaxation now is the idea to this fourth piece is we've done some focusing, we've done some concentration, and now we want to let go of all the technique, right? It's like learning how to ride a bike and learning how to pedal and learning how to steer and learning how to balance. And at some point, let's just ride the bike. And so this fourth step is more about pure relaxation, meaning there, there isn't any rules. There, there isn't anything you have to do. If you want to keep following your breath or counting your breath or being curious about your breath, because that's helping you really relax and let go, just keep going. Um, you know, maybe you're on a raft somewhere and you're like, I'm, I'm good. I'm floating. I'm, I am feeling a deep sense of relaxation. I'm at peace. I'm free. Um, so that's the idea of sort of going into this, this place of freedom and almost really what we call like non-technique. And I'll add one last piece because this is where also the relaxation phase as that kicks in, this is where the next step, although we're not going to do that today because it's, it's a lot in, in, in for this purpose, but that's where you would add in some imagery and some visualization after doing some nice, deep relaxation, hopefully. Um, but for today, this idea is that we're building, we're building with some focusing and some concentration and some awareness. And then we want to just let it go, get on the raft, get on a magic carpet, just go for a ride. There's nothing you have to do. And the idea is that you can really enter a very deep state of relaxation and peace by just not having to go anywhere or be anywhere. And I can hear some people maybe thinking right away, well, what if I get a thought or I get a distraction? And, and we're gonna we're gonna address that at the end of step five of how to deal with potential distractions or thoughts during the exercise. Awesome. So we, we've taken them through it. They're here. They've they've essentially put themselves in the space where where they can get to that aimless freedom space. And now taking them out of it, the culmination transition and affirmation. You know, tell, tell us about the take, taking us out of everything. Yeah, well, in a perfect world, um, I know practice plans are, you know, can be, you know, tricky because there's a lot of work to get done. You know, in a perfect world, this would be a, a 20 minute practice you know um i'd say for coaches starting out with this or players starting out with this this could be five to ten minutes and and believe me as you and as you well know we've talked about this it's about the continuity and it's about the doing whether you do it perfectly or not it's about the doing and so 
I would say that based on the sort of buildup from frame of mind into, you know, getting present and getting in the body and getting to the breath and then letting go of everything, you know, we can say that might be eight, 10 minutes. I would try to read the room. And, if, and, and you know, I'd like to think <laughs> the more you do this, the more you're going to see after eight or 10 minutes and you've now given them permission to just chill out and go wherever they want to go you might notice that there's just a real deep sense of peace and relaxation. And man, that's just uh, the, the benefits that are happening at very deep levels, consciously, unconsciously, subconsciously, very, very powerful. So it's a great place to incubate and, and let people immerse in. It's just very, it can be so, so healthy. And uh, so, I'd say to bring them out, it's tricky because, sorry, bring them out is not The idea is that you don't have a set time, um, but for the sake of tonight, so everybody can get a feel for this, it's gonna probably take five to eight minutes to get through this piece. I'm gonna give you a few minutes to chill out and do whatever you want. And then I'm going to bring you out um, and transition you back to where we are. So to get to now the, the, the core of what, the you know, the part five of what you just mentioned is, um, the culmination. And, and the way I like to do it is I know they're hopefully in a very deep state. They're very relaxed. So I want to bring them out gently. So I don't know if they're on their breathing anymore or not. So what I'll do is I'll say something like at this point uh, in a very quiet voice, because their senses are going to tend to be very heightened. And so I'll come in a little quieter and say, okay, at this point, just want you to bring your attention back to your breath if you're not already there. And then what I'll do, Kirk, is what I'm going to do with you is I'll, I'll, I'll have them take some nice, fluid, deep breaths. And on the exhale of the breath, because it tends to be a lot longer and fluid, and, and I like to ride that, is I'll use some affirmations like you're beginning to feel completely alert, completely focused, completely present, you know, inspired, um, and energized. and and so then I'll want to use those affirmations to sort of culminate the exercise, but also to transition them into the rest of the day. Now, in this case, it might be practice, but for somebody else, it might be preparing for an exam. It might be someone getting ready to go to bed. The idea is that you want to bring them out of this meditation, so to speak, and transition them into the next phase of their day, but to keep that energy, keep that vibration, keep that meditation still going. Right. If you're in a clear, quiet, present, focused, happy, peaceful place, <laughs> just because the exercise is over, we don't want to open the eyes and all of a sudden, you know, no, we want to we want to just keep the ball rolling and keep this meditation going, so to speak. There's a great term for it. It's called meditation in action. So we want the meditation to just keep going. And so that was a long way of saying that the 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 culmination piece, the transition piece, which again, the cool thing about us doing this in a second is everything we've talked about up to this point, if someone's taking notes and then they go through the meditation and then later on, they can actually watch or listen to the meditation with their notes and then make adjustments with those notes because we're going to go through this again and reinforce it. So the in short, which is in long, the culmination is really bringing them from wherever they are in the meditation and to start slowly transitioning them out, but making sure that as we transition them out, 
that we're setting the tone that when they do open their eyes that the meditation is still going and we want that to be a very important theme as opposed to okay we're over lights out lights on let's go to work um this is more about a smooth transition to keep the meditation going love it and being able to use it for the whole day and just because it's over doesn't mean the experience has to be it's it's so awesome now now tell us about before we get into experiencing this firsthand tell us about the two tools two tools for the practice um, you know, on some things that, you know, to, to be mindful of as you're experiencing this. Yeah, well, this goes back to, I think anytime someone first learns about mental training, mental practice, meditation, mindfulness, they're all of the same idea. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of times people think that it's about they have to shut off every thought. And yes, in a perfect world, we want to we want to get as quiet as possible, and it can be very very peaceful and enjoyable to get to be quiet. But it's to also understand that if thoughts come up, that they're not right or wrong. So if your mind is thinking, you're not like winning or losing per se. You're it's okay. That the point is is that thoughts can come up, but the question is is that are you engaging? The thoughts when they come up it's like the thoughts maybe are asking you to take a dance right and then maybe the thoughts are very distracting and maybe they have nothing to do with what's happening now and maybe they're based on something in the future and you know are causing worry and it's like the point is you don't want to take the dance the thoughts may be still active but your your goal is to really to to come back into the meditation stay in the meditation and not leave for maybe distractive or disruptive thinking is this idea of being neutral. And to me, I feel like neutral is not only being neutral is not only one of the most important tools for meditation. I would say being neutral is one of the most important tools that you could apply in life. And because things come up in life and the ability to stop and not take the dance of whatever the potential stressor is or the worry or the thought is, um, just that ability to stop and be neutral rather than take the dance and start going round and round with whatever's going on. So tool number one is being neutral, meaning if any thoughts come up, any distractions come up, um, just know that if you're neutral, that means you're, you're not taking the dance. The thought can say what it wants. The thought can look for a response and you're being neutral, meaning I'm not engaging. I'm, I'm being in this neutral state of just, watching and then ideally coming back to the practice which takes us to tool number two redirecting your attention so if you're neutral thought comes up i'm hungry why am i doing this right and you're like oh that's a thought it's just a thought it's not right or wrong and i'm not going to take the dance of that thought so you're being neutral which is great and someone may say okay but now what do i do well technically if you're observing your breathing, you're in your breathing, right? If you're letting go because something, you're feeling your body touching something supporting you, you're letting go. If you're in the relaxation phase and you're feeling really good, you're in the relaxation phase. At some point, if you're doing imagery or visualization, so this idea is that you're neutral and then you redirect your attention and attention is not a thought. And that's the beauty of this kind of play of these tools. You're neutral first, and then you redirect your attention back to something that's not a thought. So 
Your breathing is not a thought. Letting go is not a thought. Getting present, so to speak, whatever that means for you is not a thought. Or to me, ultimately, the main idea is just to go back to letting go and just relaxing and floating on that raft and just getting the extreme benefits, the great benefits of relaxation and quieting the mind and relaxing the body and letting things go. And because to me, these are all metaphoric of when you're in your most ideal state of mind and, and body and life, you know, you're you're quiet, you're relaxed, you're free, right? You're natural, you're instinctive, you're organic, you're at peace. And to me, that's the idea of the practice is you, you want to come back to this. So the two tools of being neutral and then maybe just being neutral does it for you. Like, oh, there's a thought. I'm just going to come back to being neutral and letting go and breathing. Great. But if you feel like something maybe is more agitating and you're trying to be neutral to it, then maybe you want to redirect your attention to somewhere in the practice that you're, you already are at in the practice, if that makes sense. It, uh, it, it does. And I, and I hope that it's uh, going to make sense to some people as well, too, as, as we go through this and as we move towards now getting to experience um, a nice guided meditation. Um, I will in the show notes, make sure to put at the, the time that this portion is starting so that as listeners can revisit and uh, use this on Spotify as just even something for yourself. This can be a repeat use. And sometimes, you know, even even myself as somebody that wants to experience this, I'm the one doing it for the guys. So it's hard to necessarily take something in. So I'll be utilizing this myself for future uses of making sure that I, I do my own mindfulness training as much as I'm trying to encourage, um, you know, the young men and women that uh, we'd like to see take part in this. So, Alan, well, thank uh, you. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to say, say it, it'll be uh, on you. I'm going to kind of uh, start to get myself uh, in the right frame of mind. So <laughs> that's a ding, 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 ding. That's pretty much I'm going to play the bells for you. Perfect. Well, what we'll do is we'll create a little space since, since I've been uh, yapping a little bit. We'll give everybody a chance to to, to get quiet and start to get present. And uh, I'll take a couple of deep breaths here and then we're going to get going. So um, I'm doing this while driving as well. <laughs> yes. Disclaimer, please do not do this while driving or operating any heavy machinery. This is for somewhere that you are stationary, so to speak. Although if you get in a deep enough state of mind, you might feel like that you're uh, flying around and you're not stationary anymore, but you know what I mean? But you're definitely not behind the wheel of a car. Okay, so the first thing I'd like to do with you, Kirk, is um, I'd just like you to take a moment and just think about where you've come from tonight or today. And I just want you to put in perspective, um, again, anything that's gone on throughout the day, anywhere you may need to be tonight or even tomorrow. And just know it's okay that the, there's stuff that's gone on in the past and stuff that's gonna be happening in the future. But what I really want you to do is say, okay, I'm. I'm aware of all that, but I'm I'm here now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna 
do a 10 or 15 minute exercise and I really want to commit my attention and my energy and my focus to that because that's meaningful to me. I want to be present with this experience and do the best I can. And so right away, that hopefully gives you a sense of permission, a sense of almost really freedom. Like, okay, I can, I can open the door after the session's over and I can, if I need to address things from earlier today or, to, or need to address things for tonight, I can get to it. But this is now about being committed to the present and committed to where I am. The next thing I'd like you to do is I'd just like you to notice your surroundings, specifically the couch that you're sitting on. And I just want you to notice how the couch is actually supporting you. So if you just sort of scan your body and you just look for places where your body is physically touching the couch, what's really cool about it is you can start to get a sensation of like, oh, there's something that's holding me in place. So it's not so much that I even have to let go as much as I just, I get to allow that which is supporting me to do the work. And so what I'd like you to do right now is I'd just like you to scan the body, and just notice any part of the couch that is supporting you, that's holding you in place. And so now you don't have to try to do anything. You don't have to control anything. In fact, you get to do the opposite. You get to surrender and you get to let go of control and trust that which is supporting you which in this case is the couch. So just take a moment and just really connect with that feeling and that experience of just really letting go and letting the couch do all the work. You may almost get this feeling of letting go, similar to really laying like on a raft. You might visualize the sensation of, of, of the couch in a way, the way it's supporting you, the way it's allowing you to let go. You might be able to relate that to, you know, laying on a raft or being a leaf in the wind and just sort of floating gently and aimlessly in this nice breeze as you gently fall from the tree. So in any case, we just really want to play with this feeling of, of letting go and letting something else support us and, and just sort of float and, and release. Now, the next thing I'd like you to do is just start to gently tune into your breathing and i just want you to notice your breathing and observe it and, and really even be curious this amazing thing we call our breath keeps us alive 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year so clearly it's a very very important part of us 
And so just start by acknowledging your breath and, and really appreciating this amazing energy that keeps us alive. And you may also notice that the breath has its own pace. So without you even trying to manipulate it, you may notice that the breath is fluid and long, or it might be a little shorter. It might have a little choppiness to it. It might come from maybe the chest, or maybe it comes from both the diaphragm and then into the chest and the lungs. But the main thing right now is to really appreciate the breath and just notice the breath and just sort of watch what the breath wants to do instinctively without you having to manipulate it or try to control it. And it's a very cool feeling when you can really just allow this wonderful instinct of ours that nurtures us and oxygenates us and just really supports us. Just take a few moments and really connect with your breath. Now, at this point, you may notice some thoughts coming into the mind. It's just fine. They're not right or wrong. They're not good or bad. Just allow them to be. And just sort of be neutral to anything that comes up. You don't have to push the thoughts away or block them out. Just let them be. Allow them to be there and do whatever they want. But just gently redirect your attention back to just observing the breath and being curious about the breath. Or maybe you find it more helpful to count the breath. If that feels comfortable to you, you can do that. So at this point now, I want you to have the freedom to either continue to observe the breath or appreciate the breath or count the breath. Or if you find it more relaxing and more helpful to just really continue to let go because maybe you're feeling very relaxed and you don't really want to do anything. And I would say at this point, I'm going to give you a few minutes and be quiet here in a moment. And this is your playtime. You can literally go anywhere you want in this meditation. Whatever feels comfortable, wherever the breath takes you, wherever the flow takes you, wherever is happening is perfect. And so now just enjoy the sensation of relaxing and chilling out. And wherever this takes you is perfect.
And in a few moments, you'll hear me come back in and I'll gently start to culminate the session and transition you out. But I'm going to give you a few minutes to just really enjoy the space you're in and enjoy this feeling of relaxing. Again, if any thoughts come in the mind, they're not right or wrong, they're not good or bad, just allow them to drift away and go anywhere they want. Just continue now to appreciate this feeling of letting go and relaxing and just enjoying some nice peace and quiet. So at this point, what I'd like you to do is just gradually bring your attention back to your breath. And when you begin to feel the next inhale come in naturally, I just want you to gently take in a little bit more oxygen than normal. And just take a slightly bigger breath than normal. And then as you inhale the breath, I'd like you to Hold the breath just for a moment or two. 
And as you exhale the breath, I'd like you to exhale the breath as slowly and smoothly and evenly as possible. So as much oxygen comes out at the beginning, middle, and end. Just notice that you're beginning to feel more alert and more refreshed. And again, when you feel the next inhale come back to you as a reflex, so I want you to help the breath out again and just expand the breath a little bit more. And again, just hold the breath gently for a moment or two. And again, as you exhale the breath, release it nice and smoothly and fluidly and evenly. And just remind yourself that you're beginning to feel completely refreshed and completely alert. Very clear and very present. And when you feel the next inhale again, come back as a reflex. Just continue to take a few more breaths this way. So again, take a nice, slightly exaggerated breath. So taking a little bit more oxygen than normally. Hold the breath gently for a moment or two. And again, release the exhale as smoothly and evenly as you can. And again, notice you're beginning to feel even more refreshed and more alert and more clear-minded and more focused. I'd just like you to continue this process and just notice as you keep taking these, these slightly deeper breaths, just notice as you begin to transition yourself back to where we are, just remember to take this great space and place with you. So just because the eyes are starting to open at some point, just keep the meditation going, so to speak. And again, just bring this meditation with you into the remainder of your day and night. And so maybe one or two last breaths as you begin to feel the inhale come in again as, an, as a reflex, just help it out a bit. Hold the breath for just a moment. And as you exhale the breath, notice you begin to feel completely refreshed and completely alert. Very present.
amazing how you don't want to talk after a meditation like that, yeah? I don't want to talk. I'm just talking because I want to make that point. <laughs> well, why don't you share maybe how you feel and, and maybe after you share how you feel, you can even talk about how you, not that you were su supposed to pay attention to the sequencing, but since we've talked about it a little bit, you might comment on that too. So let's start by how, how are you feeling and go from there. Well, I'm feeling calm, cool, and collected. It's <laughs> a good start. And uh, my my most exciting feeling that I have that's coming out of the um, out of the meditation is that enjoyment of taking this feeling into the rest of my day mm -hmm. and trying to feel in this present state in in the things that I do and. Um, during the exercise itself, um, I definitely found myself utilizing the two tools for the practice, mm. trying to to utilize neutrality and uh, um, redirecting attention to something that's not a thought, because it doesn't matter that we enjoy this and do this and want others to do it. We're still human beings just the same and are going to have human being thoughts that come into our minds that need to be redirected when we realize that they've started to come into it. And uh, you know, there was a few times that, uh, that, that I lost myself, that I had to, to realize, oh, oh, uh, I hope Alan hasn't been talking for too long and I wasn't supposed to be on a different, different state or phase, or I, I hope I wasn't supposed to be back already. Because uh, I've I've been gone for a minute, so I know that was definitely in the relaxation and the uh, in uh, in the freedom aspect of where I I was I was floating. Well, that's the goal. The goal is all the setup is to get to a point where you can let go and relax. Because if you think about anything in life, um, there's just a sense of relaxation, clarity, freedom. I should say anything in life where you feel like you're you're excelling at, you know, I, I think of the idea of being in the zone as an athlete. And of course that applies in life. And it's that exact feeling that you feel like you're, you're not there. Anymore. Like you're, you're like, you're, you're just, you're free. You're lost. I mean, not lost, but you're free and you're, you're floating, you're flowing. You're not trying anymore. Like all these same, these same terms we're using, you know, one of the beauties of doing this, these exercises, these meditations is that you're practicing. And if our mind has had a lot of practice of thinking about the future and the past and maybe distractions, and we're trying to get to a place that's really more like no thought, right? Just pure quiet and freedom. Then this practice is not only helping us do that, but it's also helping us build in these other skills, like letting go is a skill, relaxing is a skill, getting quiet is a skill being you know staying in the present moment so to speak is a skill if you feel distracted by being neutral um here's some words i use during the meditation that people can go back now and listen to but trust at some point i talked to you about trusting the couch now someone may say what is you know trusting the couch well you are trusting this feeling of something else supporting you which is another way of saying you're you're, you're letting go there's actually some 
there's a sense of confidence that you can gain from I I've I've actually often talked about trust and confidence are very similar. The difference is confidence I feel like can maybe come and go based on your mindset. But if you spend time cultivating this deeper connection with yourself, you can always trust yourself. And to me, that's like the ultimate level of confidence. It means that you're not based on variables causing your confidence maybe to go up or down. You just trust yourself, which to me is the ultimate source of confidence. That's actually a tweet I've used. Trust is the ultimate source of confidence. So you're practicing trusting in the meditation. You're practicing letting go. You're practicing being relaxed. You're, these are all skills that you're working on and developing. So, um, so the fact that you got lost, so to speak, man, that's that's that means the meditation did its job and 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 it's cool because to me, I feel like it's like the most optimal state to be in. It's awesome, and well, I know that like we talked about we could sit here and chat probably the next four or five hours about the experience that you just gave about each step in itself and how it can go. But this segment is intended to open the door. So as you have questions, as you have different needs and, and help or anything that we can do in this process, uh, I, I will say that I'm, completely available um, to DMs or emails or anything that's needed. And uh, Alan has always been awesome about being so uh, open with everything as well, too, that I'm sure you can reach out to him as well, too, about anything. And, uh, you know, before we uh, part for the evening, Alan, I wanted to give you the opportunity to, um, you know, share with everybody a little bit more maybe about the uh, Mental Warrior training program that has come out and uh, and see if that's something anything that could be useful to anybody that that might be still on the fence about anything why i don't know but <laughs> yeah well thank you for bringing that up and the funny thing is we didn't even talk about that so that's really cool that you brought that up because it's a very special deal um my business partner jim batcher who we were teammates in college and he went on to play uh, professionally actually um, got to the big leagues as a 20th round senior sign at a division two school. So for people out there that are listening about, you know, believe me, um, just keep working. Um, so Jim was a great example of, of, you know, what hard work does, but Jim became kind of one of my earliest students um, because I started doing this right, right around the time he signed. And um, long story short is He's been deeply, deeply entrenched in this world of meditation and the process and mental training. And um, he's lived it. He's been teaching it now for 20 plus years. And so he and our VP, China McCarney, uh, who people might know from our long toss video on YouTube, um, they put together this really wonderful, simplified version a mental training and meditation. And it's literally, there's, I think, seven or eight vignettes that are three minutes long, but there's like three different guided meditations in there. And the idea is just to, to get you to start, get on the mat for literally five minutes. Like the first week alone is just getting on the mat for, for five minutes, I believe, or you know something along those lines. So it's on our website. It's a digital download. It's so well done, really. And um, 
And so I hope people really get a chance to check that out. It's brand new. And then also we're going to have a couple of um, links for everybody that are obviously free. Um, an article that I had written, a, a YouTube video, and then also a podcast that I did with Sheets, Jeremy Sheetinger with a Stick and Ball podcast. That was also what, like what we did, um, but we spent only like two hours and 48 minutes doing it. So that's a deeper <laughs> dive if people want. But what I love about this is we we condensed it. Um, and and yes, if anybody has uh, in, you know questions, they can always contact us. Also at, at J, you know jagersports.com, we have a contact page as well. Guys at the office there are just awesome. You can call the office and and, and ask questions too. And that's really, and I wanted to take a, a, a moment to thank you again, because, you know, you've been so inspiring to watch your growth and to see how passionate you are about this. And, you know, we, we know at the end of the day, we're really, we're dealing with the person and the, and the athlete is part of the person. And, and I think with everything that's gone on in, in our society in the last few years, um, mental practice to me is I will quote one of my tweets, which is, any practice plan that is void of some type of mental practice, whether that's relaxation, breathing exercises, meditation, visualization, um, to me is incomplete. It's it's just not a it's not a complete practice. That that's the priority. Mental health, mental well-being is the priority. And and I and and I will end on this because this is the purpose, the reason why we did this, which is for any coaches out there that that do feel a little intimidated to do this, they've never done it before. Totally get it. Um, but as I've told many, many coaches over the years, you don't have to be great at doing this. Just start, just try, just, just, even if you're not great at it, just the, just the act of getting the kids to lay down and doing this. And, and in time, like anything in life, you're going to tend to get better and you're going to want to get, you know, you're going to feel inspired to get better because I think you're going to see the effect on the kids. And even if you don't get better, doesn't matter it's just about the doing of it and um so i hope that coaches that are listening to this that there's not an obstruction to doing this because you don't know much about this field or you're not really sure how to do it um we want to that's why we did this is to make sure that everybody feels open and supported and like you said um there's so many resources out there now to help you go through this. A lot of it is just coming down to doing, doing some research and, 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 and taking a little bit of a chance maybe, but, but trusting this and knowing that your kids are starving for this. This, this is not something you have to sell anymore on them. Um, they are ready and they are starving for it. With that, I'm going to let us all go for our evening and continue on into our good clear state that we put ourselves in and and i hope that um I hope this was impactful in the, in the slightest of ways that you can take this to your team and if you don't take it to your team i hope that this is something that could potentially uh be impactful to your own personal life so uh thank you for taking your time with us today alan and and uh you know just for, for being a friend and for being somebody um you know that's just so willing to meet people where where they step and uh, I think that's something that's so needed with leaders is is finding finding people who are willing to walk with us and uh, and know how hard the walk is and are willing to bring people along the path because as much as you've discovered and and enjoyed all of this stuff within your life, 
it means nothing unless you kind of help bring other people to that same realization and experience of, of what mental training can can do for the overall well-being of of your life not just sports but the life lessons that you know that we're getting through everything so thank you for your time today thank you for making yourself available and uh you know thank you for pouring into people the way that you do thank you for being a good friend thank you for being inspiring and i'm going to end on that because what you just said there was perfect so thank you Have a great day, everybody. Look forward to the next one. Take care.